Hi, Hans. I can just hear you guys all right now. Like, bitch, where the hell have you been? <laughs> and that's right. You are completely right to think that. Do not get me wrong. But uh, here we are on this lovely, what day is it? It's currently 1.30 on June 28th. I am trying to get back to the swing of things. I've been gone. I'll let you guys know. I'll catch you guys up. But I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh my God, I'm going to try to be consistent because I've been saying that for God knows how long. So really, I'm just going to come on here when it's convenient for me and when I have things to update you guys on or things to talk about. So it might be more sporadic only because I'm sporadic and I'm chaotic and that's just how it is. But welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the 17th episode. And if it wasn't for me not being consistent, I could have easily probably had 30 right now, (laughs) but I digress. Welcome back to chatty black girl welcome or welcome back if you are a new listener hello 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 babes my name is yasmin i'm everyone internet's best friend local kiki also the chaotic girl who barely posts on her own podcast here i am hello if you're coming back hi bestie how are you i missed you i miss you so much you might not believe me but i did but a few things i wanted to do so I'm hopping straight into it. I'm a girl on a mission. So essentially, I've been gone for a few weeks now. The last time I posted was, let me see now, was, stand by, stand by, June 7th. It has been, ooh, quick math, 21 days. Yeah? Yeah. It has been 21 days. It has been three weeks. Is that the same math? Yes. Since I've posted, and I know everyone, I can hear everyone, boo, tomato, tomato, we're throwing tomatoes, fuck this bitch. <laughs> but, hi, how y'all doing? I I know, I suck. I No, like, I know. <laughs> but here we are, I'm here to take my L gracefully, and just come back to my besties and my babes and kiki with you guys. So, a few things that I want to do. To start off, I have a lot of things typed out from the last three weeks of my life. So I'm going to try to condense it into 30 minutes. So we'll see how I do. But we, before I went on my little three-week hiatus, I posted on my personal Instagram as well as the Chatty Black Girl Instagram. If you're not following, shameless plug. I'll also plug at the end. But both Instagrams will be linked below. But I asked you guys some questions just to um, get to know me better since, you know, there are times where I'm really on here and times where I kind of fall off. But overall, I feel like there probably are some maybe random questions, even deep ones that you guys might want to know about me just so like we feel like we're on the same page and that we truly are the besties that I say we are because y'all are really it. So I wrote down a few questions and I can do these more as the podcast goes on like throughout the weeks but here are just some that I collected because obviously Instagram is my biggest hater and deleted some of the questions so trying to remember them from my screenshots and also trying to remember which ones that got deleted were kind of hard so stick with me but here we go so I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven questions that I have written down and I can save I'll I save some other ones to use an on like different podcasts for different ideas that I have, but just in a random order. So the first question, this is actually so funny, is what is my villain origin story? You know, I had to think about this one a lot and I feel like I'm still trying to think about my villain origin story. Honestly, I have two. The one that came to my mind first is when you're at the club or at the bar or out with your friends and you're wearing like open toes shoes your toes are out your toes are done the white toes for the hose you're feeling great feeling funky feeling fresh and people step on your toes or even they spill a drink on your foot and now it's sticky it's wet it's ridiculous also my villain origin story <laughs> is people getting my food orders wrong that i think has to be the worst thing in the entire world because one I hate paying for food that's one, not good, or two, fucking misleading. 
if on your Instagram, on Yelp, on Google, the pictures were looking chef's kiss, and then I get there and it's mid, I'm crying on the inside. Like I'm already mad. I'm ready to go. I'm, oh my God. It's, oh my God. I just kicked my computer so hard. Oh my God. But no, it's so bad paying for food that's mid because you had such high expectations. You're hungry. You're ravenous. And then you get there, you take a bite, and you just know. You're like, damn, I had to pay for this. And I hated every moment of it. And that's my thing, you know? I hate to do the whole, like, star signs, but I am a tourist. So I very much like food, and I very much am lazy. So I love, I'm a foodie. And when that shit is bad, I'm really ready to cry. I'm having a mental breakdown. I'm sliding down a wall. It's the absolute worst. So yeah, that's my villain origin story. Now to something a little bit more, not serious. I don't know why I'm trying to make it deeper. But someone asked me why did I choose the college that I go to. So for you guys who don't know, I go to Michigan State University. I am a rising senior senior, and I cannot wrap my head around that. (laughs) Like at all, I cannot put to words how surreal that moment this moment feels like to be a senior in college I feel like I was literally turning 18 fucking yesterday but why I choose MSU honestly I didn't at first if you knew me in high school I was telling everyone and their fucking mom how I'm gonna go to Arizona I'm gonna go to University of Arizona fuck Michigan fuck this shit and here I am (laughs) And for the longest, longest, longest time, I always thought that Michigan was was I still kind of think this. I'm still trying to move. But at that moment of time, being 17, 18, I wanted to leave. I wanted something fresh. I'd been in the state for so long. And I felt like it wasn't giving me the opportunities that I wanted. So that's where I thought, okay, how far can I go without leaving the country? And to me, that was Arizona. I had family ties there. I liked the school. I toured it. I really fell in love with it. But at the end of the day, I think for me at that moment, being 18, I don't think packing up and moving across the country would have been, it, it wouldn't have been a good idea. Looking back now, I feel that's just, it, that's so much change for one person. And freshly being 18, you're still figuring shit out. Like you're still an adult kind of with like a leash you're still kind of shackled to being a teenager and you're you're a kid but you're not a kid but you're in like this gray area so with ms with msu it was like an hour and a half from where i lived i knew a lot of people who were going to the school but not too many where it felt like i was still in like high school 2.0 i like kind of liked my major at the time i changed it by the time i got here but to me it was like you know what I feel like this is leaving home without leaving too, too far. So if shit goes south, I can, you know, run home if I need to. Or like my one of, like my dad can come get me or someone can help me. And looking back, I really did love that for myself. Because there are times where you're in college and it feels like a bubble. And it feels like you're literally trapped in this bubble. And every day is kind of meshing into one so the weeks just feel like one long day and it feels it can feel very like emotionally exhausting and like emotionally like like a toll on your body so being able just to drive an hour home instead of fly four and do it whenever I want even for a night there are times like freshman year I I didn't go home that much but when I did I would go home for like from a Thursday and then come back on a Saturday just because I needed that like those two three days just to really decompress because sometimes you can really lose yourself in school because you don't have time to take care of yourself you're doing classes you're trying to meet new friends you're trying to be in different orgs you're trying to make sure you're finding internships to help your resume and oh my god do I have a resume I I need a LinkedIn all this and that but it's sometimes you just need to stop and just breathe and kind of reconnect with yourself, you know, sort out what you like to do, what makes you feel relaxed, and all that kind of stuff, and that's why I like being in an apartment right now, just because I can really separate myself from home and school, so that when I'm home, I'm home, I'm not thinking about school unless I really, really have to, but if I'm doing schoolwork, I'll go on campus, so if you're, if you're 
a high school senior, yeah, if you're a senior and you're applying to colleges, you don't know what to do, definitely, like, it's n- people always think that staying in your home state isn't the best thing or it's they might have whatever thoughts they have on it. But if that's the best thing for you, fuck what everyone else says, because there are some friends that I had in high school that went off to like out of state schools, ended up hating it and transferred back home to like one of the schools here, like a local one. So it's definitely tour all the schools you want write pros i had pros and cons list till kingdom come talk to your friends talk to your parents talk to yourself journal like see what you like but at the end of the day like i i would never trade my time at msu oh my god i have met the best people in my life especially i feel like freshman year everyone's just kind of making surface level friendships but sophomore year this year junior year I have made the absolute, like, these are the friends that I know I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And people said that going into college. I'm like, oh, like, I don't think, I believe it, but, like, to a certain extent, like, friends forever, ever, ever, like, question mark. I didn't know if I believed it, but the friends that I've made the past two years, I could not see my life without them. I don't know how I lived my life before them. I just love them so, so fucking much. And, yeah, so... MSU has been so great. I, I'm in disbelief that I'm going to become a senior and that it's almost over. The time has gone by so fucking fast. It's, oh my God, it's ridiculous. But yeah, so if you're thinking about it, DM me. I can, and like, just really, and what I did, which is probably will drive you mentally insane, is that I watched vlogs on YouTube of people's day in the lives of their different colleges. I was up and down Reddit. I was making sure I knew each college through and through to make sure. And you, when you're making your decision about college, you're never going to fully know if it's the right decision. Like You kind of just have to just take the leap and just go for it and see what happens and hope for the best. And you make the best of it because you can be at any school, but it's what you do with your time. Because if you're in your dorm all day long, not socializing, really not doing much than any school you're gonna go to you're gonna fucking dread it so even if you don't feel 100% just jump and do it honestly because I did not feel 100% I committed on commitment day what was it May 1st that's I made my decision and I still was iffy I was like 80% sure but now that I'm here oh my gosh absolutely could not see life without it but yes that's why I don't know why like MSU sponsored me after I just went on a 10 minute fucking rant about how much I liked it ew (laughs) next question okay this one is fun I actually really like this one it's someone asked me so since if you know me I am the reality tv show snob I love trash reality tv with everything in me and I know it does nothing for me it probably is the reason for my brain cells dying off slowly (laughs) but I can't it's my guilty pleasure my guilty pleasure and I love it so so much so, because people know that, someone asked, what reality show would I be on and why? So, I think it's only, there's only one answer that is acceptable for my personality, if you know me, and that is Love Island. Love Island UK, because uh, the USA one is not it. But, my thing is that I feel like if I were to go on Love Island, I would be one of two people and I don't know how I would react in the environment so this is how I was thinking I was on the plane having these thoughts this morning so I think on Love Island because since people always say because you're like in this villa with the same 10 to 12 people for 10 weeks so a lot can happen in 10 weeks and I feel like emotions are high you are with the same person every single day so that definitely does accelerate how you feel about somebody for sure so I think I would either be the babe that gets way too attached and ends up being fucking heartbroken or jealous because you're like but we spent every day together and like put all my eggs in one basket and then the guy ends up getting his head turned in Casa Amor and then I have an amber moment when I come down the stairs and I see the man with somebody else and now I'm ready to fight I could have that experience or I can be a hybrid of my babes, Mora, and Ekansu, and run up a fucking madness in the villa. 
and be chaotic and do what the villa is meant to do. Hop around and meet new people, people you would never probably meet in your everyday life. I think that's the fun part about Love Island. I think that's what they kind of got back to this year is having regular ass people, people who work regular nine to five jobs, who aren't influencers, who before Love Island had under a thousand followers on Instagram, on Twitter, who are just regular, regular people. And I think with the past few seasons beforehand, you could tell they probably they got on a lot more influencers, people who are more in the social light. So not seeing that those seasons weren't good, but I feel like the seasons when they're just normal, everyday people, they're so much more entertaining to watch just because they're like, damn, like I'm trying to find love. And then you have the occasional Ekansu who is, spoiler alert, literally crawling on her hands and knees to have a sneaky link so no one can see. Like she doesn't know there are cameras on every corner. So how are you going to get, how are you not going to get caught? <laughs> Question mark. I don't know how she thought that, but definitely Love Island. If not Love Island, what would I go on? Ooh, I'd go on Geordie Shore. <laughs> I, if you can't tell, I fucking love UK trash reality TV. I'm obsessed. Jordy Shore, during like COVID season one, like when it first happened, we were all really scared. I watched Jordy Shore from season one to season 20 in only a few weeks, <laughs> only a few weeks. And I loved how unfiltered, how real and raw and insane these people were and how they were able to run it on tv i'll never understand but i thank every mtv producer for that because it has been the source of my joy during that covid oh my gosh it was amazing if you haven't watched geordie shore fucking watch it it you will really be sitting there like oh my god and now that i'm like the age i'm 21 and a lot of them started filming it when they were 21 i'm like we are worlds apart (laughs) there is just so much going on that's just wrong (laughs) so wrong but yeah, that's what I would go on. I think, yeah, definitely Love Island. I'm just obsessed. And I want to do the fun challenges. And I want to be able to go around the fire pit and be like, the boy I want to couple up with is. And do that the dramatic ass scene. Oh my God, I would love to do that. And then go to Casa Amor. Ugh, it'd be great. And then you could be in a swimsuit all day long for 10 weeks in fucking Spain. Are you joking? Please. I'd be like Davide and just have a fun holiday and not even care about anybody else in the villa, to be fair. But yes, moving on. My celebrity crush. This one has changed drastically in the past 24 hours. I'm not even trying to be dramatic. Before, I had a few celebrity crushes, but none that I could really like. Let me see. None that I could really stand on and really be like, oh my God, that's my celebrity crush every time. But in the last 24 hours, I have become a Jack Harlow fucking stan and not saying that I didn't like him before because I always I always love my little white boy Jack but I don't know if Mercury is in retrograde if something is fucking going on in the solar system I don't know but I have become literally infatuated with Jack Harlow (laughs) And if you know me, that is a wild statement for me to make because I truly, white men are like, I I never gravitate towards them. If I were to describe my type, it would never be a white man. It wouldn't. It really, really wouldn't. But something about Jack Harlow, I don't know what it is. Something, this might be problematic, but something about like spicy white men, I don't know how problematic that statement is. If it is, shoot me. I'm sorry, but... He is so, 10 out of 10, he is so fine, it is ridiculous, but also before Jack Harlow, for the longest, and still to this day, let me not get it twisted, babes, uh, Keith Powers, since like 2016 has been my celebrity crush, he, and I think what, what makes it better is that when I have a celebrity crush, once I find out, like, okay, yeah, you're fine. That's a cool thing. But once I find out that you're actually a a decent human being, you're actually a good person, oh, my God. Like, I'm read. Oh, my God. I love him so much. When he was in the New Edition um, biopic, ate it up. Absolutely ate that shit up. 
he was in something else but i can't remember but he's just fine and he's just such a nice person oh my god he is such a cutie i love him who else i think those are the top two that come like when i hear celebrity crush those are the most those are the top two that really come into my head immediately yeah definitely those two but jack harlow is like him and keith powers are neck and neck but in the last two days it's really been jack and i don't know what the fuck has been going on but i've really just been like listening to his music watching you know i'm a fucking fangirl when i'm watching random fucking interviews on youtube just uh, just to see his personality just to make sure and confirm that he's one of my celebrity crushes i have a, I have a lot of them but when when i got the question those are the first that popped in my mind immediately but yes I will talk more about my baby Jack later on because I was going down a fucking rabbit hole the other day. But yes, next question is where, oh, not my notes app closing. Here it is. Where is my favorite place to vacation? I think that's funny. I just got off a plane not even five hours ago to come back to Lansing to film this podcast and also to pack again for my next trip. But I really felt, babe, in my heart of hearts, I felt so bad for not posting in three weeks. And it's only because I'm not sure how to pack this mic without breaking it. So I'm going to try to find a case. I didn't want to record the podcast on my phone and have the audio be like really easy to clock that it's not as high quality. And I didn't want a shitty quality or a half-ass project to be posted so that's why it took so long but also I have been traveling like crazy and I don't know how to bring this mic around without snapping it in half so we're gonna figure that out next because I am gonna bring this with me when I go to Amsterdam because there's no way I'm not gonna post for a month and a half because I need to update you guys on everything but yes so my favorite place to vacation bluntly it's anywhere but East Lansing and I know I know you're gonna say Yasmin you just hyped up Michigan State for like 15 million hours. What do you mean you don't like East Lansing? <laughs> I mean, whenever I can leave this goddamn bubble, I will take it. I think as of right now, my favorite place, and only because I recently just came back from it, um, is definitely so far. So I went to Aruba two weeks ago, two weeks ago for my sister's bachelorette party and it was it was a time to be alive when i tell you going out as a 21 year old in aruba it was everything i saw in the movies it was so much fun when i tell if if this was a like a visual podcast i could have put on the screen there's a video literally of me somewhere in aruba dancing on top of a bar <laughs> on the bar me dancing having the time of my life pouring shots into people's mouths like I work there like I'm on payroll and I'm not they don't know me at all and it was so much fun the people were so nice the oceans were absolutely stunning the clubs weren't too packed there were good people good music good DJs and also there were so many Dutch people which is ironic because I'm going to Amsterdam in like two weeks but little did I know Aruba is like is it like a commonwealth or like it's somehow it has a lot of like dutch influence i'm not sure how and like that kind of like you know they've been they were colonized i don't know let me not stop lying to you guys but there's a lot of dutch people and i'm not sure if there's no black people in the netherlands but they were fascinated by my sister and i and all of her friends because obviously one we are absolutely stunning every single one of us we can all dress, we all, our braids are braiding, our hair is hairing, curls are curling, the outfits are fitting, and they were absolutely obsessed with us. Even, like, the native, are they called Aruban, Arubian? The native people of Aruba, so people who are from Aruba, even they were having a good old time talking to us. Like, wherever we went, we were making friends everywhere. It was so it was so fun. Absolutely love Aruba. And also New York. I love New York. I don't consider it a vacation. I consider it like more of a getaway. But New York is definitely my second home. The way I came back from there literally today. And I just feel so myself and so at peace. And that 
it's, it's such a weird feeling to explain because in Michigan, sometimes I feel really stagnant in my life and very like content, but not in a good way. But I go to New York and you can literally, if I want to explore my style or do something different, I can do that. You know, I feel so much more expressive, so much more creative just to do different things and to try, try different outlets and just anything. It's, oh my God, it's absolutely amazing. I will live there. I am manifesting it. Everyone that I meet there has been an absolute gem and I cannot wait to go back as I'm literally, I'm going back very, very soon. So stay tuned. But yes, next question is what is my favorite podcast? So my favorite ones, there are definitely two that stick out in my mind. One is Cocktails and Takeaways with my babe, Madam Joyce. If you want to have a laugh, please, please, please listen to this. I prefer to watch it on YouTube. She posts like, um, she posts herself recording. So she's like in a studio with the audience, with the guest every week. I prefer it like that because you really get to see her personality shine. And I absolutely love her. If I could do a collab with another podcaster, it would definitely be Joyce. Her energy just exudes out of her body. And you can tell she really loves presenting, loves podcasting. She is always making her her guests feel so at home and that they're talking to this one of their friends. I absolutely love her. And I would, that'd be a dream collab or for me to go on there and for her, oh my God, it would be absolutely everything. And my other one is the Receipts Podcast. Uh, Tali, Audrey, Milena, I have been listening to them since I was about 17. So what was that? In 2018. And now it's 2022. I've been listening to them for so long. I absolutely love that podcast. Basically, it's lifestyle. People are submitting their dilemmas, trying to solve them as if they're as if the three hosts are like their big sisters, best friends, just to get another advice perspective. And the stuff people submit is fucking crazy. <laughs> it's, oh my God, from like relationship advice to family to work drama, just to anything in between. It's so funny. I'm always listening to it, whether I'm on a drive, if I'm walking around, it's just so fucking funny. And the last question I have is, why did I start a podcast? So it's funny because I had to do a podcast for a final, for like a final exam for one of my classes last semester around like November, December. And I was really thinking, okay, like I don't want to write, it was either write an essay, a five page essay or do a creative project. I'm like, bro, I don't want to write this fucking essay. I have so much other shit to do. I just can't be bothered. So one of the ideas was a podcast. And at that time, like, I was really getting into finding new podcasts. And I was just listening to a bunch on, on like, a rotation. So I was like, you know what? I I like listening to podcasts. So if I like listening to it myself, why not create something that I already like to do in my free time? And hopefully people resonate with it. So I did that first episode around December and it was super easy. My friend showed me an app. She introduced me to Anchor to post my podcast. I was doing that. So just from there, it kind of snowballed. I really liked doing it. I found myself finding it really easy just to sit and just chat to you guys without even seeing or getting a, a reaction really when I was the first episode, I was so scared. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had no microphone. It was just vibes. <laughs> literally recording off my phone, hoping for the best one take. I still only do one take, but off a phone, it was hard. But the, the, the recognition I got and like the, I'm sorry, it's 2am. My brain, I'm fighting English in my brain right now. Just all the love I was getting from people, my friends, people I haven't spoken to in years, just the love I was getting, it really kind of boosted me to keep going. And even though you're going to say, but yes, then you're not consistent. I know. But I I really do love it. It, it. It's a really fun outlet for me. And it's almost like a personal diary. So I can't wait, you know, for years to come where I can look back on this 10, 20 years, even five years from now, or even next year, just to see where I was where I was at mentally. But yeah, that's definitely why I started the podcast. Hopefully you guys still like it and are still rocking with me. But we're gonna take a quick break because a babe needs some water. And we will be right back to for me to finish updating you guys on what's been going on. Hi, babe. So we're back. 
I thought I was going to um, record this in under 30 minutes, and I was terribly, terribly, terribly wrong. But that's just fine, because I get to hang out with you guys some more. So, what I normally do, since I do it in one take as a fucking crazy person, I have to listen back to the first half, make sure I like it, and then now I can record the second half. So now, it is currently 2.21am, and we're going to get back into it. So, I have a few... Not a few. I have quite a bit of things I wanted to talk about, but let's talk about the most recent thing to happen to me. And that is, so last episode, three weeks ago, so last, last, last episode, I was talking about, I had a segment called Thoughts on the Plane, and we're going to bring that shit back because I have some thoughts once again. So this is part one million. 553,000 as to why I could never be a flight attendant and it is because once turbulence comes it is literally and I think I've said this on different on a different episode but I swear to god and I'm re-emphasizing this that it is every man child grandma grandpa it was everyone for their goddamn selves and I mean that with ever with every fiber of my being because let me just say there's a few things. One, I I think it's funny how they try to use different jargon to make, you know, the plain, what's the word? Plain vocabulary sound more inviting and just nicer. So I'm going to need y'all to stop trying to be cute and trying to call turbulence rough air because <laughs> when I tell you this metal tic-tac in the sky was fucking jumping it was jumping i did not know i signed up to be a nasa astronaut going up to the milky way i don't know what the fuck is going on i don't know if el nino is around it was oh my god it was horrendous it was fucking horrendous and i i hate one of my biggest things about myself that I really hate is that as much as I travel I always get like crippling nauseating anxiety whenever I get on a plane and the plane starts to act up it does to the point where I cannot get up I refuse to get up because I you know I always am so envious of people who can get up go to the bathroom or even walk up and down for their own fucking leisure I am not that babe. I can't stand up. I can't walk around because in my mind, I have convinced myself that once I stand up, all hell is about to break loose on this plane. That's where things might go wrong. The maydays will be maydaying. I I don't know. I have really talked that up in my mind. Like since I was younger, like I remember vividly being in eighth grade, flying to Ireland from Detroit. That's a straight, that is it was a direct flight, so that's about eight and a half hours straight. When I tell you, and I'm not even trying to be dramatic, I did not get up one time. <laughs> not once, not to pee, nothing. I was there. Because I really do have this crazy ass thing in my mind that, I don't know, I I just don't want to be that person where I'm trying to use the bathroom on the plane sitting fully on the toilet and all of a sudden crazy turbulence is happening and i'm like (laughs) fucking too stunned to speak on this toilet i couldn't do it i couldn't so i save myself but i don't save my bladder and i hold it and i know that's so bad and i know i know but I, i i just can't it's a mental block i can't do it i really can't i really really can't but yes I wanted to get into the next thing because it was really all over my timeline and that was the BET Awards and let's just talk about it can we please because I let me lay down for this I need to be comfortable to talk about this I have so many thoughts I just think when the BET Awards when they come around there always something something always has to go wrong it can never just go smoothly 
like the Grammys or the VMAs, or at least seemingly smoothly to the viewer's eye, shit is always going south. And I don't, I have, I saw some of the outfits at the BET Awards and, um, definitely the fashion was great. People were killing it. That was not the problem. I think the outfits people were wearing were absolutely stunning. If you want a really funny review on Twitter and on Instagram, go, um, this babe skincare by Kyle. He does fashion reviews of every award show and they are hilarious and he will review them better than I could ever. So I want to get into the performance part because <laughs> I think the spirit of Justine Sky is cackling because Giveon's performance, babe, I I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned. At, oh my gosh. I'm not even going to say I'm a fan of his, but I, I appreciate him as an artist. You know, his voice is very beautiful. I like his, I like some of his songs. I'm not a stan, but I can appreciate him. But I really hope this wasn't real and maybe it was something that was fake that I saw on TikTok. But he was performing live and performing live is very hard. Do not get me wrong. It's a lot. There's the earpiece with the music. You're trying to sound good. You're trying to move around, hit your markings, this and that. But his audio was horrendous. You would have literally thought that he did not know how to sing and then started tapping on the mic to see to save his ass because it sounded so fucking bad. It sounded like I don't even want to hoe him more than I than I want to, but it was bad. It was really embarrassing, and I could only imagine how shitty he must have felt after that. Just because live performances on like those kind of networks, you can't stop for anybody. Shit could be going south, and you have to fucking make it work. You have to. You really have to. But it it was really I was sitting there like, damn, what in the auto tune? Like y'all couldn't help him. And at least put a backing track to help his ass out. I don't understand. But on to the more iconic ones of the night. My baby Jack. My baby Jack Jack. He was performing a few of his songs from his new album, Poison with Lil Wayne. He was performing a few other songs from a new album called Come Home, The Kids Miss You. And his the single off that is first class the remix using um fergie's glamorous as the um as the beat my brain i'm literally fighting with myself to get the words out right now as the sample there we go he used glamorous as the sample but he brought brandy out and if you don't know the <laughs> the t with that was because a few weeks before or a few months before he was at an interview and he referred to Brandy just simply as Ray J's sister and not Brandy the eight album holder actress award-winning just everything she is she has been in the industry since the 80s and has been killing it ever since longer than before him and I were even a thought to come into this world so he did that it was an honest mistake I think he really like I don't know I, I don't I'm not gonna sit here and lie for him I don't know why he didn't know who Brandy was it's actually so fucking crazy to me but so when he did that Brandy came out with um like a TikTok duet or like a remix of his verse and she rapped over it and ate him up oh my god she went crazy on this and so I guess for him to show her respect and to show everyone that he you know messed up by referring to her simply as Ray J's sister and to show that he respects her as an artist he brought her out and oh my god her verse was so good I'd listened to it at least five times I was obsessed with it it was amazing and then the camera the cameramen were working like their lives depended on it because every time i swear to god there were like five cameras just dedicated to ray j the whole night because when the cameras like panned onto him he was just 
He was so proud. He was jumping up and down. He was throwing himself down the aisles. He was having a great time. And then they cut back to him later on in the show. And he is fully face first submerged into a cup of noodles. How he made a cup of noodles, I don't know. But I guess the performance got him so excited that he had to eat just to calm down. And I get it. But it was amazing. I love, love, love Jack Harlow and Brandy. That's like a... I think they should do a song together just, you know, after this. I think it'd be so good and so unexpected how their voices just match together. But then at the end, I'm seeing, and I don't pay attention. I didn't pay attention to as many of the performances because I missed the award show as a whole. But I did see Lotto and her performance, and she ate that shit up too. And she brought out Mariah because she used um, fantasy as a sample for her song. And the TikToks I saw were so funny because the way the cameras were positioned when Mariah was finishing out her little verse and was like holding her note, she was looking at Lotta like, bitch, come on, like hurry up for her to start rapping so she could stop singing. And it was so funny how she was trying to give her the cue and just eyeing her down it was like like the eyes your parents give you when they want you to stop or to do something and you just know without even hearing them that was the look that she gave lotto and it was hilarious oh my gosh but besides that i didn't watch much of the bet award i heard it was a mess i watched the clips of the performances just like on my timeline on youtube but those were the biggest things that i saw if i miss anything oh my god also please my baby thames she won i think it was international artist of the year i she looked absolutely stunning in her black dress i don't know who the designer was but it was it looked like it was handcrafted for her it was Oh my god, it was gorgeous. I absolutely loved it so much. So yeah, that was the BET Awards. And moving on, I want to talk about how... It's actually so insignificant, but I think it's funny for my friend group because obviously, if you know me, you know I have been against... Not against, but I never got into the hype of downloading TikTok when it came out during COVID or like early, like before that time, never downloaded it. Never. I just didn't want another app to be obsessed with and to have in my rotation. Cause I do have that personality where if I'm bored, I will just be on social media all day, like like unconsciously on it just for no reason. I didn't want that in another app. I'm already trying to wean off of Twitter and Instagram as it is. But today on june 28th 2022 yasmin alexia bangura has finally (laughs) downloaded tiktok here i am i am now eating my word because i do have tiktok and i get it you know i get the hype i understand why the bad girl oh my did you guys hear how i just i think i just had a stroke in my brain oh my god The bad boys and the bad girls. I understand why y'all like TikTok. I also understand why my brain is literally struggling to put a sentence together. Because it's 2.40 in the morning, so let me keep going. But yeah, TikTok. And you want to know the first person I followed on there? Jack Harlow. I love him. And I will not be shamed into not loving my white boy. I love him. But also, to go back to my other questions of celebrity crushes. Not even crushes, because I was thinking about just like types in general honorable 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 mention to any senegalese ghanaian and a few nigerian men that's it that's all i had to say just because i felt like i was hyping up jack a little too much and i don't i don't want y'all to think that i don't like my own people because i do i am a sucker for a west african man do not get me do not get it twisted please do not get it twisted but as of right now jack has my attention but knowing my impulsive ass personality that could easily change in 24 hours so i'll keep you guys updated whenever i post but what else oh this is actually something that i picked up on when i was in new york and it's so funny so two things one 
for anyone who's been to New York, it's so funny because when you're just living your life and just meeting random people, whether it's at events, on the street, in a shop, wherever the, wherever the fuck, you don't know who you're talking to. You could be talking to the next Whitney Houston, the next, um, who's a famous person? Oh my gosh. Like, why can I not speak? <laughs> I don't know. You, you, There's so many different types of people in the sense of, like, you don't know someone's social standing or how much money they make or who they are in the industry, if they're in the industry, because you're just organically talking. And that happened to me and my friend the other day. We went to this day party on this rooftop, and we're just getting lunch, whatever, talking. And this guy comes and sits next to us, and we're like, okay, like, we're at this tiny ass table and here you are plopping next to us but like hi how are you and we're talking 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 and we're like taking pictures of like the restaurant because it's super pretty it was called Serafina in the sky it was so so pretty and the guy's like oh do you want to like have me take your picture and we're like no but he's like no 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 no, let me do it so we're like okay whatever take our picture it was an awful picture the way he did it like it was like your parents they take one picture and tell you to move on and like one picture does not do the job but i appreciate it but babe go back to the drawing board so then we just started chatting with him and he started like every waiter that would walk by him would like greet him or like talk to him for a while we were like hmm why do they keep coming up to you and so my friend was like oh like do you come here often because everyone seems to know you he's like yeah you know i do come here a lot i'm like oh for what and he's like, oh, like, just whatever. And she's like, oh, well, do you, do you, are you like the manager? He goes, why would you think I'm the manager? And he got kind of offended. And I was like, well, I don't know. You seem to be talking to everyone. He goes, no, I own this place. We said, well, excuse me for, for not assuming that you own the goddamn restaurant. You could have just been a customer that came all the time. How, and but he didn't say it in a mean way. It was like, oh, like I just own it. And we were like, oh, shit. We got to talking to him. And he is the sweetest little Haitian man that was just doing up his business and just living his dream. And I loved every minute of it. It was amazing. But yeah, so that's, that's what I mean when you don't know who you're talking to in New York. When I tell you, he looked like the most, he was dressed the most like casual nonchalant like you would never tell that he was this huge businessman that's good for him because I big ups to him for not you know throwing it in our faces or flaunting it because he's really secure in himself like good to good for him but as we're also at that restaurant you know looking around not even at that one there was another restaurant that I went to with my sister a few days before as well and I couldn't help but notice people that were around my sister and I there there was this one couple I saw they were on a date I'm not sure if they were dating or if it was a first date I have I have no idea but they were both they talked for maybe like two seconds and then were both scrolling on their phone the entire time and when I tell you that is the biggest pet peeve of mine even if it's just like a friend's I mean let me not be dramatic and be like, oh, don't go on your phone at all. Because that's not what I'm saying. Not at all. But if you need to check your phone or do whatever, that's cool. But the fact that they were literally face deep in their phone as if it was 3 a.m. and they were in their room and there was no one around them. Like, you are fully at dinner and you're just not enjoying their company. And that's insane to me. And I see it a lot at different restaurants or even... um People will talk about witnessing it as well, and it's so crazy to me. So ever since I've been in high school, that's always been a pet peeve of mine. So my friends and I, we'd play this game, and I really try it with your friends. We would all put our phones in the middle of the table, and this was kind of extreme, but it was fun at times. Everyone put their phones on the table, and then whoever grabs their phone first to check it has to pay for the meal. And of course, we were all broke high school students, so who the fuck is gonna pay for 10 people's meal not I so no one will check it but it's a really fun but kind of extreme way to really get conversation going and just to prove to people that they don't need to be on their phone to have a good time that you can really be present I think with social media 
in our phones, it's so hard for people to be present in the moment and enjoy the company that they have that they're too busy trying to entertain the internet company that they have when it's like, no, like, please. So that was something really interesting that I saw. But if you have a big group of friends or even like a small group of friends and you want to try out that thing, I promise you, put your phones in the middle of the table and watch how no one's going to touch it because no one wants to pay for everyone's meal. I'm telling you. it's. <laughs> but yes, guys, just wrapping up, as I did in the last few podcasts, I wanted to do my little song of the week. And my song of the week is, ironically, the common theme of today's episode. It is Jack Harlow, Funny Seeing You Here, on the album What They All Say. That's what they all say. Now me fucking it up. But yes, I just got into that album pretty recently, and I really like it. Like, lyrically, it is so... Is that even a word? The lyrics are so good. I love the story he's telling them throughout all the songs about coming from nothing to something and being humble and how people can switch up on you and how this song specifically is really just about, you know, an old fling and you seeing them out and trying to think like, okay, reflecting back on if y'all were good together and then trying to test, you know, like, oh, like, could we go back to that? Could we be that again? And oh my God, I just love... I love his flow. I love how he raps. And I am a Jack Harlow stan. This is a Jack Harlow stan account. But yes, babes and huns. This has been the 17th episode of Chatty Black Girl. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want to be a part of the conversation, please use the hashtag Chatty Black Girl or hashtag Chatty Black Girl podcast to talk about all things Chatty Black Girl, obviously. Send me any songs you want me to post. Send me, oh, because yes, I didn't even tell you guys. On the Instagram account that I will have linked below, I started doing weekly playlist where I drop about four or five songs that I've really been liking for the week. So if there's a song that you want me to post or give a listen to potentially be on the playlist, send it to me. Text it to me. Find me on the road. Play it for me in my face. Do that. But yes, everyone, everything will be linked down below and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye, huns.